Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you are. Now this time next month, we'll know the first race winner of the 2024 season. Will Max Verstappen have continued where he left off in 2023? Or will we be celebrating a first-time Grand Prix winner in the shape of Lando Norris or Oscar Piastri? 2024 actually marks the 20th anniversary of the first and only Formula One win for Jarno Trulli, who fondly recalls converting pole position into victory at a very dramatic and incident-filled Monaco Grand Prix in 2004. I was in complete control because uh, I knew that my car was good. I was very strong and I felt comfortable. So the only thing I was not in control was by the fate. Actually, I had to fight a lot to win that Grand Prix because the whole weekend, everybody were waiting for me. Everybody were saying, ah, truly such a good form. He's got a good car. He's going to go for a pole. He's going to go for a pole. So obviously everyone was expecting me to be on pole. And I had so much pressure, even inside the team. And I delivered it. Okay, that one step. The second step is, is Iarno going to win the Grand Prix or is he going to have another difficult race? And I made a good start. And I pulled away once from my teammate. Then my teammate, they refueled him with two more extra laps than me for the second pit stop. So I had to challenge him again to pull away and get enough gap to stop for the second time. So it was another very strong and qualifying thing in mid-sting. So it wasn't easy. You know that in Monaco, with all uh, drivers on track and safety cars and everything, you never know how it's going to end up. Okay. And once uh, I stopped for the second time and I came out leading the race, then I thought, well, I think... The toughest part is done. Now it's all about uh, concentrate, focus, and not making any mistakes. And then comes out the safety car with Schumacher and Montoya. And I remember very, very well that situation. I was leading the Grand Prix with already a pit stop done, while both Montoya and Schumacher had still had to pit. So basically, I was leading. I was following them. And I could notice them being so close each other and waving around. And I thought it's probably better to have a gap because something might happen. And a minute later, they, they crashed each other inside the tunnel, so under the tunnel. So I was smiling at that side, inside my helmet, because I thought, wow, it happened. So it's, it's a, such a strange Grand Prix, because we had, I don't know if you remember, we had also a safety car at the beginning of the race, which also didn't help me because the first thing on my race, I had to pull away from Fernando and this first safety car didn't help because basically took three, four, five laps away from my thing. So all the Grand Prix, it wasn't as easy as people might think. It was actually a big, big challenge, but I managed to get everything right. And the last, the very last thing was last few laps the only thing i had in my mind was don't make any mistakes and please 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 car don't break down that was all i had in my mind and the car was fine throughout the car was okay but the tension was very very high well you had jensen button on your gear right on your gearbox now 
I know it's difficult to overtake at Monaco, but when you have a driver that close to you, how can you ignore them? You can't, can you? You can't ignore, but I was managing him. I knew that I had a, a good car. I knew that um, I had the package to win. The only thing I had to do is not making any mistakes. In Monaco, it's difficult to overtake. And even if he was slightly quicker than me, I only had to keep it cool and nothing else. Trulli comes out of Anthony Nogues. He's going to see the man with the chequered flag. And Jano Trulli is going to win his first ever Formula One Grand Prix. There is the chequered flag. It's Albert there on the left. Princess Caroline of Monaco on the right. Renier presents the trophy to Jano Trulli. And he is a fully-fledged Grand Prix winner at last. I remember there was a, a cheer in the press room as you crossed the line. That was a great moment for me. I have to say, and I have to say thank you to everyone. This uh, shows so much appreciation towards myself as a person and as a driver. So for me, that was one of the Monaco souvenir that I will hold for myself for the rest of my life. Not the win, but the fact that people really cheered me up because they, they were all waiting for me to win a race. I was one of those journalists celebrating when Jano crossed the line and took the chequered flag. Everyone was so happy for him, and rightly so. And you should definitely watch that race back because there was so much drama. Giancarlo Fisichella had a dramatic collision with David Coulthard. And the incident between Montoya and Schumacher in the tunnel was very bizarre and shocked everyone. But all of those distractions were expertly handled by Jano. Now, I was surprised that that turned out to be the only win of his Formula One career because Jano left Renault just before the end of that 2004 season, switching to Toyota, and he went on to race for Lotus and Caterham after that, before leaving F1 at the end of 2011 with one win and 10 podiums to his name across 15 seasons in the sport. So that's the first week of 30 Days of Beyond the Grid done. Thank you very much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll be back tomorrow with a Frenchman who also finished with 10 podiums. Formula One is the greatest sport in the world. But there can be a lot to understand. Don't worry, we're here to help. I'm Katie Osborne. This is Christian Hugill. And welcome to F1 Explains. This is the official F1 podcast about how the sport really works. The drivers, the cars, the rules, the words, the risk takers, late breakers, and history makers that amaze and inspire us every race weekend. Hit like, follow or subscribe for new episodes every Friday as we answer your questions about F1 with the help of some very special guests. Oscar Piastri, welcome for your debut on F1 Explains. Thank you, thanks for having me. Double World Champion Mika Hakkinen, welcome to F1 Explains. That they could make up, what the what are you doing, man? <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? And by your side, a woman whose race strategy once made Sergio Perez cry. It's important for me to say tears of joy. Welcome back, Bernie Collins. Thank you so much. You've just not heard the crying ones from losing the race. 
Susie Wolf joining us here on F1 Explains. What a joy to have you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me, Christian Hugill and Katie Osborne on the stage is Formula One legend David Coulthard. We'll be here across the 2024 season with current drivers and legends of the sport. Plus, insights and explanations from people you don't usually get to hear from, the unseen experts who are essential to Formula One. We need your question to put to our experts. Are you F1 Explains? <laughs> we are. I love your podcast. I love F1 Explains. <laughs> Christian Hugo. Oh and Katie Osborne. Katie Osborne. Record it as a voice note on your phone, or you can write it in an email and send it to F1Explains at F1.com. Just search for F1 Explains wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll speak to you soon.